Good morning. All right. I think it's kind of unfair they left the Krispy Kremes out there, so I'll try and make this as quick as possible. I love Krispy Kremes. I feel, though, like you can't just eat one. You need like two or three to really make you feel full. So I don't know if they have that many for you or not, but that's just my Krispy Kreme story. Okay, so when I was six years old, it was this one morning, and I was getting ready for school, and I'm, you know, obviously you, you get dressed, you eat a bowl of cereal. I'd watch cartoons. I think Scooby-Doo was the big thing back when I was six. Scooby, thank you. Um, but this day I won't forget because I went to school, and as I'm walking to school, there's this group of boys in front of me, and they start saying in, in my direction, they're like, hey, look, there's Dumbo. Here comes Dumbo. Fly away, Dumbo. And I'm looking, and I'm like, surely they're not talking about it. Who's the poor kid they're calling Dumbo? And sure enough, there's nobody behind me. And that was the day that I became Dumbo. I don't know if you're aware of this or not, but Dumbo was a Disney movie made in 1941. This was in 1988. So 47 years later, kids are calling me Dumbo based off of this movie from Walt Disney. That's, that's crazy. Kids can't be more original than that. I'm disappointed. So I don't know if you're aware of this or not, but in 2019, Disney decided they had this bright idea. Hey, let's remake a bunch of movies so they decided to remake this movie, Dumbo. Seriously, Disney, you're ruining people's lives. Just kidding, I love Disney, but I hate this flying elephant. So that was the day I became Dumbo, and I would go home, I went home that day, and the first thing I did was I went to the bathroom and I went to the mirror, and I looked in the mirror, and I saw something that I didn't see that morning before school. I saw a kid with big ears. I saw Dumbo. Kids can be mean. I also was made fun of my head shape. I have a square head. I have a flat face. My brother, he still makes fun of me. He, he, he would say, Garrett, I'm pretty sure they created this game after you, Minecraft. My brother can be real hurtful at times. That's me holding the flower, I'm pretty sure. So, he of course was the best athlete in the family, the best looking, so he felt like he could make fun of his older brother, mind you. I'm the oldest one and he's trashing on me. So the story goes on. I'm not here to make you feel sorry for me. I have a point, but there's, there's more to this story. In school, I told you last semester I grew up and we didn't have a lot of money. And in school, the pants that I used to wear, they look like this. So that, that was the kind of pants I wore. Two weeks ago, I'm at Freeman Center, and Bruce walks around the corner, and he's wearing the same type of pants. And I'm like, man, I used to get torched for wearing pants like that. Now it's the style. Bruce, you pulled them off. You look good in them. 
Really, I think back in the late 80s, I was a trendsetter and nobody caught on. But so high water pants were not cool back in the late 80s. But honestly, the worst thing that happened to me in school was um, I was placed in the reading and math classes for dumb kids. And that that really hurt because that scarred me for a long time. And the truth is, is they have some fancy, you educators probably know the name for them, but they have some fancy name for those classes. But kids call them the reading and math classes for dumb kids. And I was put in those classes. And the truth is, is it doesn't matter how cool you are. It creates a divide in your classroom. And you get a huge red target placed on your back if you get put in those classes. And honestly, I needed those classes. I couldn't, I could read, and I could read out loud, fine. But a teacher would say, Garrett, what, what did I read? I'm like, I don't know. I, I was listening, I promise you, but I can't remember anything you said. And she said, okay, well, I'm going to read to you. And I'm like, all right. So she reads to me, and she says, Garrett, what did I read? I said, teacher, I was so focused on focusing, I don't have any idea what you read. And that was a true thing. I could not retain any information that I read or the teacher read. So I go back to the mirror. And maybe you've had these moments where you're in the mirror and you're not checking your hair or you're checking your face, but you make eye contact with yourself. And I make eye contact with myself in the mirror and I see big ears, I see a square head and a flat face. I see a kid who doesn't have the right clothes. And I see a kid who's just plain dumb. And that was the perspective that other people had of me, and that's what I saw in myself. Well, the older I got, the more I realized, okay, I'm, I'm mature. I'm not, I don't really care about my looks. My head is my head. I can't fix it. It is what it is. My ears are big, whatever. They hear good. There wasn't much I could do about my looks, so I was over that. But one thing I struggled with is I still felt like I wasn't smart enough, like I wasn't enough. And what happened was is I convinced myself that, Garrett, don't answer people's questions. If they ask you a question, you don't know the right answer. Don't say anything. Just keep your mouth shut. I convinced myself that I wasn't going to be able to graduate college, that I couldn't speak in front of people, that I couldn't teach classes at church because I I didn't have the knowledge. And the, the crazy thing is, and maybe you know this, nobody could tell what was going on. I looked strong. I looked mentally there. I looked fine. But internally, I had a ton of self-doubt and fear inside myself. Okay. And what we do as humans, we hope and pray that some person will come along and tell me my ears are great, my head's shaped just perfect, and that I'm smart. That's what we want, right? If you've been there before, you're hoping that God sends somebody to love you for you. And here's the truth. That, that may never happen. What if that person never comes? Or worse yet, what if that person comes and they tell you you're great, but what if they leave you? What if you break up? Or what if they hurt you, they betray you? 
what we do as humans, we then say, well, it must have been my fault. Maybe I'm, I'm not good enough for them. That's what we do. We blame ourselves, right? What happens if somebody comes to you and they love you for you, but it's still not enough because you have so much pain and self-doubt and fear for yourself? That's a real thing. So maybe you know what I'm talking about. Maybe you've looked in the mirror and all you see is what's wrong with you. And you see your faults, but there's more to this story. Maybe, maybe you hate the way you look. Maybe somebody's convinced you that you're dumb. Maybe you think you have no value, no worth. Maybe you think that you have no purpose. But I'm going to tell you this. This is, this is a simple truth. There's another voice in the mirror that we rarely listen to. And here's, here's the fact. God is speaking to you any time that you have fear or doubt or hate who you are. And this is what he says to you. This is the whole point. Listen up. God's perspective, he says, I love you. I love you. I will keep pursuing you. I will never betray you. I will give you rest. I will be with you when things are hard. I will comfort you. I know you. I created you. You are my child. You are one of a kind. You are enough. God says you are enough. And the truth is, is I had to train myself to stop seeing me through other people's eyes. I had to try and train myself to see myself through God's eyes. And I want to tell you, for 15 years as an adult, I stopped reading. I, I was like, I'm not reading books. I can't remember anything. Every morning I get up and I read before I come to work. And I still struggle retaining information. But now I have a journal. And anything I want to remember, I write down in that journal. And that's, that's what I do. I want to read and I want to gain knowledge and I write it down so I don't forget it. I also steer clear from algebra and chemistry because I hate those two things. I wised up. I also came to the realization that I was never going to build a rocket ship, that I was never going to write a book, that I was never going to teach a math class, and that I would never be an eloquent speaker. But God said this to me, and I listened. He said, Garrett, you are so good with people. That's your strength. Put your time and effort into people. Spend time with them. Be real with them. Don't judge them. Love them. Care for them. Be a leader. The more I listened to God, the more I realized who I was and what I was created for. So here's my closing statement to you. God loves you. Listen to that. Believe that. And find out what he created you for. Thank you.